Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. You guys, who remembers the song we talked about last week? Yeah, these boots are made for walking. And we talked about what? The authority we have in Christ to step over and through any trial the enemy would try to throw at us, right? So hopefully that stuck in your head. Tonight, tonight, because music brings all kinds of thoughts. Like when I listen to songs, my, my head just starts swimming with like music video. Like it just like it's almost like a music video playing in my head. Things just start popping, start coming up. Tonight, I want to tell you about a little song I wrote. And I want you to sing it note <laughs> for note. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now Don't worry He makes all these music like acapella, all of this There's no instruments He makes all his music with his mouth, it's just awesome Alright, we can Don't worry, be happy Don't worry, be happy Bobby McFerrin, 1988. I am nearly certain at one point I owned the cassette tape for this album, but I cannot find it. I did date myself. I used to listen to cassettes all the time. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. I love this song. Number one, it's just got a cool, it's just got a cool funky pop beat, and I really like it. But it always has always, ever since I was a kid, has always spoken to me. It's like, don't worry, be happy. Like just live life to the fullest. Be happy, be joyful, look on the bright side of things, be positive. And I, not because of this song, but I'm a type A personality anyway, and so I genuinely try to be positive. I genuinely try to look on the bright side of things. I genuinely try to see the good in other people. Holly, would you say that? You've known me for quite a long time. I, I try to look at the good in other people, right? I mean, I'm probably, on some, some ways, I'm probably too trusting. But I'm trying to be positive, you know? Now, there are other people I know... Everybody's got a different personality, different character, you know. Everybody's a little different. Maybe it's the, your genetic makeup. Maybe it's the, you know, the household you're raised in, whatever. There are some people that tend to be the opposite of that. There are some people that tend to be a little bit more maybe negative, a little bit more prone to worrying, right? For some reason, my daughter's that way. She is super peppy, super outgoing. She's like, I don't know, she's like a cheerleader and a speech therapist all rolled into one. And the reason I say speech therapist is because with everything we've gone through with Ashley this summer, every speech therapist that has worked with Ashley is like type A, high energy, smiles all the time, super happy personality. And I don't know if it's a requirement to be a speech therapist or what. So I joke around with Abigail. I'm like, Abigail, you're going to be like a speech therapist or something someday. Anyway, but she, for some reason, and I don't know why this is, she is like super prone to worrying. If her brothers are outside playing. She's like, Dad, where's Logan Grayson? What are they doing? I, I don't know. Go look. Like, I don't know. I'm, they're out playing. They're fine. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. But she is just, she is just prone. Like, she is always, if they're not in her sight, which is actually 
not a bad thing. I mean, she needs to watch out for her little brothers. That's great, but it's just like constant worrying, worrying, worrying sometimes. And sometimes I got to remind her, like, sweetheart, it'll be, it'll be fine. Like, you don't have to worry. This is stuff you don't have to worry about. You don't have to be afraid about it. You don't have to be anxious or, or have anxiety about it. These are very simple words that Bobby McFerrin sings. Don't worry, be happy, right? Maybe a little, maybe a little too, too simple. Maybe a little easier said than done. Am I right? There are some times that maybe you don't want to worry, but you do. You can't help it. Maybe there's times when you're going through something pretty rough and you can't help but be anxious, to be sad. So if somebody says, heck, don't worry about it, just be happy, you probably want to punch them in the throat because you're just like, that's easy for you to say. You have no idea what I'm going through. Step off for a bit. I just need to be alone. You know what I mean? So saying, don't worry, be happy, is a really fun, flowery phrase. And it's something that I try to do, is not to worry about things, be happy. But sometimes that worry just creeps into your life. And sometimes it's, it's unavoidable, right? Turn to Romans chapter 15. We're going to be in verse 13. The author of Romans is, uh, is writing to the church in Rome. And he says here in verse 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what's the author saying here? Uh, believed to be Paul, by the way. Writing to the church in Rome. Pray that God would fill you completely with joy as you trust in him. You see the caveat there? You see what Paul is saying here? Pray that God's going to fill you with joy as you trust in him. As you trust in God, he will fill you with joy. Does that make sense? So you're not trusting in yourself, your own ability, your own wisdom to figure something out, to find a way in life, to figure out a way out of a mess or out of a jam or out of issues going on in your life or whatever, you're trusting in God to provide a way. You're trusting in God to show you the way. And sometimes, and let me tell you this, sometimes there may not be a specific way out of a mess. The only way might be through it, right? The only way out of some messes is just to push through, to stand firm on the Word of God, to lean on God, and to push through and allow God to give you joy and strength as you go through it as you go through that trial. So it's easy to say, don't worry, be happy. It's a lot harder to actually, to actually do it. I'm going to show you, or not show you, um, look at a couple things here. Has anybody ever heard about the actual physical effects of worry on your body? Anybody ever heard of that? When you, yes, when you worry, when you stress, when you're sad, when you're upset, it actually has a physical effect detriment to your body. Rainy? Yes. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Rainy just said that sometimes she gets so stressed out, she gets sick. That's a physical effect to an emotional response. Okay? And obviously, I'm not going to ask, you can talk about it in your small group, what, what stressed you out so bad, but it could be any number of things. Some people get, like, hives. They get so stressed out, and maybe it's only over a test or something like that. Or maybe there's something more major going on in your life. But either way, there can be a, you, your body can give you a physical response to emotions. Okay? So, 
Hey guys, hey guys, come on, be polite. Do you say like shaking? Like the shakes? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to read a small list here. It's not like an exhaustive list by any stretch. But I'm going to read you this real quick. This is, this is from the internet, so it's so true. I know these things are true. I just don't have like volumes of medical encyclopedias to give you like the studies that they have done. But chronic worrying can affect your daily life so much that it may interfere with your appetite, lifestyle habits, relationships, sleep, and job performance. Sleep's a big one too, by the way. Many people who worry excessively are so anxiety-ridden that they seek relief from harmful lifestyle habits, such as overeating, smoking, alcohol, drugs, that kind of thing. But here, real quick, excessive worrying can make you physically ill. It can trigger a host of health problems, difficulty swallowing, dizziness, dry mouth, fast heart rate, uh, heartbeat, fatigue, headaches, inability to concentrate, irritability, muscle aches, muscle tension, nausea, nervous energy, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, Sweating, trembling, itching, or excuse me, twitching, shakes. Um, suppression of your immune system. It can actually lower your immune system when you, when you're, when you worry too much. Um, digestive disorders, making you sick, making you physically ill, whatever the case. Uh, muscle tension, short-term memory loss, which I'd never heard of. Um, uh, heart attack, which the quickened heart rate of stress and worrying. Your body, now let me tell you this real quick. I'm not a doctor, obviously. But your body, it actually thrives on a measure of stress. Your body's made to cope with stress. It's called fight or flight. Have you guys learned that in health class? When there's a stressor that's introduced to you, your body has a fight or flight reaction. You stand your ground and fight whatever it is, or you run away to recategorize, right? Okay, or to, to, re, uh, to regroup your mind and how you're going to deal with this stressor. There's a measure of stress that our bodies are, are designed to take, to handle, to process, and to deal with, okay? It's natural. Stress is okay. Stress is actually, in, in small quantities, in doses, is actually good for your body, okay? But excessive stress, excessive worrying, is like that fight or flight on overdrive all the time, okay? And one of the things I learned this summer from being in the hospital is that your heart is not meant to sustain a quickened heart rate all the time, okay? It can cause heart failure, heart disease, heart attack. I mean, it's just crazy. All the stuff your body is made to endure, and yet at the same time, the fine balance that our body needs. And stress is one of those things that we have to keep in balance, okay? So if your life, if there's all kinds of junk going on in your life and you're constantly stressed and worrying and, and, uh, and anxiety-ridden, that's going to have a physical impact on you, okay? So there's that. Now, I started with that first so I can give you the good stuff. Let me, let's listen to this. Ways that happiness is good for your health. Are you guys ready? Happiness protects your heart because you're happy it tends to give you better blood pressure, lower your heart rate, which is healthier for your heart. A healthy blood pressure and heart rate is obviously better for your heart because it's not working overtime, right? Uh, it strengthens your immune system. And obviously a stronger immune system is gonna be good for all sorts of things, right? Shorten colds. Um, they did a test, um, I, did a, I read that they did a test, they did uh, like 80 some students and they gave them the hepatitis B shot. And you know when you get a vaccine, Sometimes your body can react to that. You guys know what a vaccine is, right? It's essentially a weak virus. It's so weak that your body is able to fight it much more easily, create the antibodies, and then you're immune to, the, to that virus. You guys know that, right? Same with the flu shot every year. They have various strains of the flu shot. You're, when you get a flu shot, that's why sometimes you might get just a little touch of the flu is because it's just a weakened, it's not dead, but it's a weakened flu virus in that shot 
your body creates an immune system to it or, or it fights, you know, creates the antibodies for it and that type of thing. Your body is amazing how it, how it adjusts this stuff. Anyway, so they gave the hepatitis B shot to like 80-some students. And they did a test over two weeks to see what their emotional state was. I don't remember the, I don't know the, all the questions that they asked them. But the, what they found was that the students who were more genuinely uh, uh, happier and more positive and more upbeat, one moment, more happy and genuine and positive and upbeat were twice as likely to be immune, with a better immune system, to not show any effects from the hepatitis B shot. This is what their study was showing. Twice as likely. Okay, so you can say that about the common cold, about anything. So if you're positive and you're and you're happy and you're joyful and you're and you're focused on those things, the the you know, the bright side of life, right? Um, you're going to be your immune system is going to be better. Kelsey, did you have something? You got the flu shot. Okay, well, praise God, you're a happy person. You'll be good to go. Um, happiness combats stress, so the opposite of what we were talking about, Rainy, with you know being high stress. If you're joyful and happy, it combats stress and, and gives you a way to cope with that. Uh, happy people have fewer aches and pains just in general. Uh, happiness combats um, disease, long-term disease and disability. Um, they have studies that show people that have major surgery or any type of uh, uh, debilitated disease have better rates of recovery when they are full of hope and joy and they are looking forward to a healthy future. Does that make sense? These have, it might seem just like an emotional thing, but it actually has physical impact on your body. Uh, lengthening a longer lifespan. Happier people have typically have longer lifespans when it comes to just physical health. Okay. So these are all things that we can keep in mind when we're talking about uh, trying to, to allow the joy of God, trying to allow the joy of the Lord into our lives on a regular basis and how we do that. We'll talk about that in our groups here in just a minute. But I want, to, I want to hit a few um, scriptures with you real quick. And uh, we might not get to all of these, but I'll hit a couple up with you. So we just talked about all this health impact on your body based on worrying versus happiness versus joy. I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter 17. Starting verse 22. Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. This is written way, way back before all kinds of medical testing and surveys and studies. I think God knows what he's talking about, right? God made your body. God knows exactly how it works and how emotions impact us physically. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. That is incredible. Psalm 28, verse 7. Psalm 28, verse 7. So just a little bit back. Oh, or swipes on your phone. Psalm, wait, what did I say? 28, sorry. I, go back I know I could just throw it up on the screen, but that's all right. Psalm 28, verse 7. I should have all these bookmarked and pretend I know how to flip super fast through this. All right, Psalm 28, verse, here we go, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. There's that word again, trust. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Now, if somebody is, is 
if you're hanging out with somebody and all of a sudden they burst out into song, you'd probably say they're pretty joyful, right? I mean, I guess maybe depending on the song. I, what's that? Or just weird, and I would categorize myself in that. Every year at school, in high school, when it'd be coming up close to Christmas break, Christmas is my, one of my favorite times of the year, uh, especially when I was in school because it means, what, like three weeks off for Christmas break, right? So I'd be in class, and, uh, and I would just start singing Christmas, Christmas songs. One of my favorite all-time, all-time favorite Christmas songs is White Christmas by Bing Crosby. You guys like that? Which one? Oh, yeah. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And before class would start, I'd be singing this stuff. I'm like, man, Christmas is coming. We're off school. Semester's over. I am super pumped. And so I would just sing, and a friend of mine would make fun of me. We'd goof around or whatever and just be like, just be happy because I'd be excited about something coming up, right? This, this is what, when you're talking about bursting out in song, that's a happy, that's a joyful person right there. So when verse 7 says, I trust him with all my heart, he helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. When we trust in God, when we put our faith in God, when we put our trust in him, even if we don't see the end of whatever trial we're going through, it is easier for us to be happy. It's easier for us to be joyful. Okay? Because there are some people that you, you're like, how are, they, how are they remaining so positive? How are they so happy when the junk storm that they're going through right now, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand how this person can be so upbeat because I know what they're going through. It's because there's a principle that's working in their lives. And if they're a Christian, it's this principle. If they're not a Christian, then they're operating in some of this principle. They don't even know it, okay? When we put our faith and hope and trust in God, joy is a natural result. Joy is a natural result, a spiritual result, when we put our trust and hope in God. When we put our trust in God, joy is the result. <clears throat> All right, do a couple more here. Romans 15. Romans 15, 13. Oh, sorry, that's the one we already did, isn't it? Is that the one I already did? Is that the first one? Ah, sorry, I had that one written down twice. I apologize. Hebrews 12, 2. I knew that was something that was familiar. Hebrews 12, 2. All right, here we go. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Do you see that word joy right there? Because of the joy set before Christ, he endured the cross. What was the joy that was set before Christ? Can anybody tell me? Can anybody tell me? What was the joy that was set before Christ? Riley, what was it? Aiden? Yeah, yeah, salvation. Purchasing salvation, purchasing a relationship, purchasing us back to the kingdom. Being in the family of God, that was the joy that was set before him. Knowing what he had to endure was a small thing compared to the joy that was set before him. When we focus our eyes on the joy 
that is set before us, the joy of a relationship with Jesus Christ, the joy of what God has in store for us after the trial is finished, the joy of knowing how we are going to grow and strengthen after the trial is finished, we can go through that trial and we can overcome it through the power and joy of Jesus Christ. The joy that is set before Jesus, he endured the cross. Now last one, I don't think I have this one in the slides, Jake, but John 15, 11. John 15, 11. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Oops, too far. John 15, 11. Apologize. One second. There we go. I should just read it up there next time. Take me too long to flip. These pages are sticking. All right. John 15, 11. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. All these things that he's taught them, all the things that he's told them, he's like, I've told you these things so that your joy may be full. So that your joy may be full. The things we're talking about tonight, the things that are in God's word, are told to us so that our joy in the Lord may be full. I want you to keep that in mind, okay? And this is one of the things that I think about when I hear this song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. That may, yes, those may be simplistic words, that may be something that's easier said than done in very many situations in our lives. It's easier to say, it's easy to say, hey, just be happy, than it is to actually be happy, okay? It's really easy to say that. However, that does not take away from the fact that we should be, have a joy in the Lord. We should, no matter what trials we're going through, be able to look forward to the good things that God has for us and be in joy. So we're going to go ahead and split up into our groups. We're going to talk about these things. All kinds of passages that we could have looked up talking about the joy of the Lord, talking about putting our trust and hope in God and being full of His joy. The number one thing is to just give it to God, which again can easily be, you can say that's easier said than done, but it's something that we have to do. To receive the joy of the Lord, we've got to be able to trust Him. We've got to know His character, know what He wants for our lives, and know that we can put things over on Him and that he will help us carry that weight. Does that make sense? Things that are stressing you out, things that are making you anxious, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, give it to God. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. God knows exactly what you need. God knows exactly what you're going through. God knows exactly how to get you through it. It's time we put our full and complete trust and hope in God and allow him to give us his joy. So as we worship together tonight, as we sing, as we praise God, I want you to keep that in the forefront of your mind. I want you to raise your hands, close your eyes, and worship the God who wants to give you His joy. Let's worship together.